0: excited about talking about this today. I believe we're going to give you some really, some really helpful things today that will change your life. But right now, I want to ask you to stand right now across all of our campus. Would you stand to your feet? As you stand, I just want to just say to you right now, today is for those of you who are heavy in spirit, who have been dealing with anxiety in your life. Maybe you have a burdensome job, maybe a wayward child, maybe a, a health issue, Maybe you're dealing with aging parents, maybe there's a legal battle, or maybe you're just down and can't seem to get up and you don't know what to do, how to get out of this funk that you are in. Today we're talking about anxiety, how you can get through this difficulty. You are not alone and God has some answers for you today. The Apostle Paul was trying to get to Rome to share the gospel and he found himself stuck in a prison can only imagine how anxious that must make you feel when you're boxed in and cannot get out. It's in that situation that he penned these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray that you would bless this message. God, I pray that you would give us your peace. Lord, help us to cut through this fear, this worry, this anxiety, and know that you're a God who has us and loves us and always takes care of us. Thank you for this today. Thank you that we can be in your house today. Please bless the teaching of your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Give three people a high five on the way to your seat. Three people a high five on the way to your seat. (laughs) Praise God. Glad you're with us today. Jesus said this. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift, and the gift is peace of mind. And So wouldn't that be nice to have some peace of mind today? But all the stats say that we're lacking peace According to the National Institute of Health, over 40 million adults between 18 and 54 of age are affected by anxiety disorders. 31% of adults uh, and basically 30% of, of teenagers also, 53% after COVID. Did you know that 41% of all employees have work anxiety as well? And so it's a, it's a really, it's a battle that everyone is dealing with. And so we want to unpack this today. But I need to tell you before we go any further that your, your mind is being shaped, whether you recognize it or not. Uh, it's being shaped by social media, by music, by news, by TV shows, by even movies now are preaching at you, aren't they? I mean, think about it. I mean, everything is, is shaping you. Curriculum is shaping you now if you're in school. I mean, people have a way for you to think and, and they're filling everything with fear because fear keeps you glued to the screen. Fear keeps you reading. Fear keeps you interested. And so we are living in a world saturated in anxiety. And so, but I, I want to encourage you to know that truth cuts through fear. In fact, the further you get away from God's truth, the more fearful and anxious you'll become. And so, really, the answer, the antidote to anxiety is time in God's Word. It, it's being with God in His presence and also in His house. And then, of course, in his word. We're going to unpack that today. But it's really true that your, your mind is being shaped uh, by all the things you read, by what you watch on television, all those things. And so Zig Ziglar famously years ago uh, once said, Every day I get up and I read the newspaper and I read the Bible, I want to know what both sides are saying. I love that. It's really true, isn't it? And so there really are uh, people shaping your mind, shaping how you think. And so, how do you overcome anxiety? To put it simple as this, you got to take control of your thoughts. You have to take control of your thoughts. Look at the scripture. It says in 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Another translation says instead of a sound mind, it says of of self-discipline. So there's three translations I want to show you here. Uh, One says that God wants to give you a sound mind. Another one says sound judgment. Another one says self-discipline. So here's the key. The only way to take control of your mind is to have a disciplined mind. So you have to learn to not let every thought that floats through your mind go. You have to capture those things and know that's not the right thought. So we have to learn to capture those thoughts and take control of our mind. You know, stress is like a battery in the car. You ever left a light on in your car somewhere? Uh, maybe you didn't leave a big light on, but a small light on somewhere in the back or something, just a little bitty one. And you know, the first night's no big deal. But after two, three nights, you, you come out to your car and the, the car won't start. Because the battery was just draining slowly. I think anxiety is like that. We just read a little bit of news. We just watch a little social media, see who's mad at who, who's got a Twitter beef with who today. And you just you get just enough of that. It's just slowly draining your battery until one day your battery's is out. And you're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm just freaking out. But it wasn't a one instant moment. It was just a, a drain over and over and over again. I mean, how many mass shootings do you have to tune into to watch? How many, how many, how many wars do we have to watch? How many battles do we have to, to, to fight? How many political rifts do, I, do there have to be before we just get so anxious and so caught up and so worried and so fearful? And now everyone says, if you don't vote for my candidate, it's the end of democracy. It's like, this is crazy talk. So it's gotten so extreme, so out of control. And yes, like you, I'm concerned for my country, too. But we've lost our minds in this fear chasm that's just taken hold of us. God has a better way for you and I to live. We have to take control of our minds. So how do you do that? Well, you know, like I talked about that slow battery drain. That's one way that we have anxious thoughts. But there's another one where the drain, the battery just goes out all at once. And and it's oftentimes clinical psychologists call it an, an anxiety attack. Maybe you have panic attacks, anxiety attacks. If you've ever had something like that you know what I'm talking about. It's when this fear creeps up on you all at once, your fingers get tingly, you break out in a sweat, you, you, you have shortness of breath, you have an elevated heartbeat, maybe you have to sit down or maybe even pass out. That's not uncommon nowadays for people to deal with something like that. Recently, a couple months ago, uh, Pastor Dante and I were grabbing lunch and we went into a restaurant and there was uh, this lady and her daughter sitting there and she smiled at me and I think they recognized me from church, I'm assuming, and so I just waved and went to order my food and we ordered our food we sat down and just a few moments after that the lady came up to me and she said hey do you see my daughter over there and I thought she was saying do you see my daughter she wants to meet you I was like oh okay so I looked over but she looked upset she said my daughter right now is having a panic attack do you think you can help her I didn't know what to do I just I stood up I was like well yeah of course and so I walked over to her and I just prayed under my breath God please show me what to do I don't know what to do I just walked up to her and I remembered this Quaker prayer and I just took a rendition of it, uh, a well-known Quaker prayer and I put my hand on her and I and I just said, "Hey, you're going to be okay." And she was embarrassed, of course, when I walked up to. So now that makes you even more hyperventilating, more nervous, right? So I said, "No, no, it's okay. You're fine. You're fine." Pull up a chair next to her. I said, "You're fine. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to breathe deep with me and I want you to breathe in, breathe in, God, breathe out your fears." Breathe in, God. Breathe out your fears. She began to do that. She calmed down, but then she started getting in her head again. She got upset. I was like, whoa, 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 calm down. No, 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 just stay with me. Stay with me. Do this with me. Breathe in the power of God. Breathe out your fears. After a few minutes, she calmed down. As I walked away from that situation, after her mother thanked me, I went to sit down. I just thought, I had this fleeting moment. Of thought, I just thought, this is teenagers today. This is where our students are at. In fact, one of our former youth pastors that's still on our staff, he told me something that really shocked me. There's a, this is the truth. He said, the average high school student today deals with the same level of anxiety that psychiatric patients in the 50s dealt with. Just waking up, going to school. We have an anxiety problem in our culture. And until we learn to breathe in some more God and breathe out some fear, we're going to be living panicked lives. But God has a better way. So how do you how do you deal with this? The first thing we need to do with this kind of attack, whether it's a a slow battery drain or an all at once moment is this. You got to cast it down. You got to cast it down. What does that mean? It says in 2 Corinthians, it says, We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground for every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. You stare and stare at the obvious, but you can't see the forest for the trees. Isn't that true? You know, when you're in this situation, all you see is a situation. This is where we have to learn to pull back. So how do you cast it down? You say something like this. You say, God, help me with these thoughts right now. You just recognize these thoughts are making you panic. They're making you fearful. They're making you worrisome. You say, God, I just recognize these thoughts. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm consumed with fear right now, God. I just, I want to acknowledge this before you right now. So you first, you cast it down. The second thing you do is you give it to Jesus. This is where you say, God, I, I give you this thought. I give you this worry. I give you this concern. Maybe, maybe if you're worried about your finances. God, I give you my finances. I give you my child. I give you my marriage. I give you my health. I give you this legal battle. I give you this fight I'm in. Whatever is you're consumed with, just give it to Jesus. First Peter says, give all your worries to him because he cares about you. Psalm 55 says, pay attention to me and answer me. I am so upset and distressed. I am beside myself. That's what David said. God, I'm just beside myself. I just, I need you, God. Please answer me. It's okay to call to God like that. And Philippians 4 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. Whatever you need, tell him. Call out to him. So immediately say, this thought is not, this thought is fear. God, I need your help with it. And Lord, I give you this thought right now. And here's another thing we need to do. We need to get good with the word of God. And so, because here's what real fear is. Fear is when you have, when you get further and further from the truth, you become panicked because you think, this is the fear we have. God's not in control. God doesn't have me. This isn't going to work out. Everything's going to fall apart. We start catastrophizing everything instead of recognizing, wait, God is in control. God is bigger than this. God is with me. He can handle this. I'm not alone. Wait to remember the truth. So, Right now, do me a favor. Everyone pull out your phones. Would you do that? Take out your cell phones right now. And I want to give you something on the screen. I want to give you some scripture. There's just a few, but you can personalize this and find a verse that fits your situation. But here's a few verses that you can just snap a picture of these right now. We're going to give you two quick screens to take a picture of these verses. And just find one of these verses that really speaks to you. And we have to do this. Did you know that you run a script whenever you're in fearful? You run a script. And so maybe your script looks like this. Oh, I'm so worried. I'm so upset. I just got to go eat, right? Maybe your script is food. So you go straight to the bluebell, right? Or maybe Mexican food. I mean, I, I hear people do that. I don't know of anybody <laughs> personally, but what do you run to? Maybe if you, it's food, maybe it's, maybe it's something worse, alcohol, or what are you binging on that's unhealthy that you run to because you're running that script of how you deal with your anxiety, right? Maybe your script is a fight with your spouse and you just go at each other or you yell at the kids or kick the dog. Please don't do that, (laughs) right? You get upset, so you run a script. But actually, we need to actually instead realize scripture is the script cure. So these verses we've given you, if you will memorize one that fits your situation best then say it out loud when you find yourself stressed out, fearful, having a panic attack. Just say out loud, Isaiah 41, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How about Romans eight thirty-one? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? Isn't that great? Maybe for you, it's uh, Psalms 91. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in him. Or of course, there's the famous Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Or Psalms 23. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Call out the scripture. Scripture is the script cure for what you are are dealing with in fact if you follow me on social media this week we're going to take all those scriptures and make phone backgrounds for you so you can take those quick copy those put them on your phone just for the next week you can switch it back to your cat after that but for the next week why don't you memorize one of those verses when you find yourself stressed out you can just speak that verse out loud does that help someone today get God's word in your brain it will help you it really will the famous actor Jimmy Stewart of the It's a Wonderful Life fame, uh, he went to World War II, and he was, of course, terrified to go. And his father was scared for him, and his father wrote him a letter. He said, Dear Jimmy, I love you. I'm so, I'm so afraid for you. All I know to do is trust you in God's hands, so I pray Psalms 91 over you. And he wrote out the whole chapter of Psalms 91 to him. I love Psalms 91. Psalms 91.1, that's 911. When you have a bad situation, just go to Psalms 91. Basically, talks about how God's your refuge. He's your safety. He's your protector. Just read the whole thing. And so Jimmy would go into battle, and every day he would read the entire Psalm 91. In fact, it became so popular for him. He told all his buddies in his regiment about it. They all got a copy and began to read it themselves, too, when he went into battle. And he came home safely, and he claimed that Psalms 91 helped him get through World War II. So if it works for Jimmy Stewart, then it'll work for you, too. I believe that. So I encourage you to apply that. All the young people are like, who's that? I don't know who that is. It's okay. Cast it down. Give it to Jesus. Get the word of God in you. It's a game changer. And number two, call on the resources of God. Don't be afraid to say, God, I need your help right now. I'm panicked. I'm upset. I'm worried. God, I'm just going to call out to you. It says in the scripture in Romans 8.32, since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? God is your resource. God is more of a resource than amazon.com. He's got whatever you need. And you don't have to pay for it. It's already paid for in Christ. He is your resource. Philippians 4 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He is your resource. And I love Psalm 91, verse 11. That's 9111, right? Says this. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Did you know God has a whole whole group of angels? He's got an army of angels. And as soon as you say, God, I need your help. God says, quick, angels, go help my son. Go help my daughter right now. You go help them. And all of a sudden, he deploys an army to help you in your situation. You are not alone. (laughs) Call on the resources of God to help you. And he will. God will come and he will help you. He is there for you i want to encourage you to do that don't be afraid to call to call to god "God, i need you and i need you right this second and he will be there for you now here's another thing i've learned to do in my own life whenever i'm stressed out or or i'm anxious and that is this may surprise you but number three is to get your eyes off yourself get your eyes off yourself and say well but i need help right now i know and i'm trying to help you and so the best way you can help yourself is actually to help someone else one of the things I do when I'm stressed out and, or I just feel really down about myself, I'll get out my phone and I start texting people. Just saying, hey, just thinking of you, praying for you, wanting you to know I love you and believe in you. And I just text encouragement to person after person, and I do it until I'm encouraged. If you begin to give away encouragement, you'll get it back. Does it make sense? And so just get your eyes off yourself. You know, one of the things we do at Church Unlimited is that we are constantly helping other people. We've got international missions we're doing all over the world. We're helping in Ukraine right now and Poland because of all the refugee children. Uh, We've been helping in Guatemala for years, um, Haiti. I could go on and on, Honduras, the work we do there. Uh, We also do local missions as well. Our, Our West Side Mission is a powerful thing we do. In fact, check out this video just to show you an example of what happens at the West Side Mission all the time.
1: I'm Pastor Kat Rosales and I lead Church Unlimited West Side Mission. And every week, we get to see God show up in different ways. And it's just truly beautiful to be able to see Him fill in the gaps in places for people who just have an everyday need during the week. Recently, we had a mom who came in. Um, The family actually found themselves displaced. And she was walking to her car and she was praying because they were out of food. She saw that there was something going on across the street so she asked one of the hotel workers and he told her, "Uh, that's a church and they're actually giving out food today. And so she knew that God was showing up for her. She was filling out the registration form and that's when the volunteer realized that it was her daughter's birthday. She went through and they were able to give her a birthday cake because the Westside Mission had received a full truck of things that we typically don't get and so God already knew that they were going to come through. He already knew what we needed and not just me or not just the person next to me but what this family needed. We were just so excited to see this family be able to have a birthday cake and celebrate this little girl's birthday. We honestly uh, remembered after the fact, after they had left, that we had toys that we were able to put together, and so we called them, and they came back, and their eyes just lit up. They were so excited. Mom actually sent me a text message, and she said, I never had the love that I've been shown to my family or myself since I met y'all. I had almost given up on life, but y'all saved me. And that is just such a testament to probably almost every person that goes through the Westside Mission. And it was just huge for us um, as a church and as a mission. That is your church doing the
0: work of God right there. I love it. We do this every single week. And you know what? We love making a difference. Look at the scripture. Matthew 25, Jesus said, For while I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, you were doing it to me. When we serve people and give them food and give them clothes and go visit them in prison, those are all things we do every single week. We are doing it unto to Jesus. So it's a blessing. Get your eyes off yourself. This is one of the greatest things you can ever do. I want to give you two ways you can do it this week, okay? Here's the first one. The first one is to bring someone next week to church. Don't just come for yourself. Bring someone else. You know what? Next week's message we're talking on how to overcome depression and negative thoughts. That's a huge one. Maybe you're thinking about the cranky person you work with. Bring him. You know, like we're going to get that crankiness out of them, all right? Bring them to church. You know, bring, maybe you got a friend or a family member that drives you crazy with their negativity. They're always depressed and down. Bring them to church. I promise you it will bless them this next week. Bring them. Put them in your car, drive them. Don't just say, meet you at church. and then say, I'm going to pick you up. I'm bringing you to church with me. If you're watching online with us, you can text a friend and say, hey, watch with me. We'll watch together at the same time. I'm learning this whole new concept because my daughter does it with her boyfriend. They're like watch a movie and they're not even the same houses. I'm like, I don't understand that, but okay. So anyways, so you can watch together even though you're part, So I want to encourage you to do that. Invite your friend to watch as well next week. And so bring someone to church with you. The second thing I want to encourage you to do next week, we're doing Stuff the Truck Weekend because our Westside Missions has very clear things that they need. Uh, we've given you a list either on the way in or on the way out of church today. You've been given a list of items that we're going to bring. And so you know the number one need that our, our mission needs? They need underwear, not your used stuff. Please do not do that. <laughs> Prepackaged, new, New underwear, new socks, things like that. That's what they need. So we have a list we've given you. Let's stuff the truck and meet a bunch of needs this next week all across our communities. (laughs) Doesn't that sound great? Let's do it. I love that. So make sure you bring a truckload of stuff and we'll fill up the truck. It's going to be great. Super excited about meeting the needs of others. And so get your eyes off yourself by helping other people. You know, the people that are serving in our, in our churches right now, all the people that are watching your kids right now, people that are teaching about Jesus, that are greeters or this, and that, you know, they don't do that because, oh, well, their life's perfect. They have no problems. So now they serve. No, they have problems and they have bad days and they have anxiety, but they serve in spite of it. And when you do that, it helps you recognize it's not just all about yourself. Nothing will help you lose your anxiousness more than helping someone else with theirs. And so I just want to encourage you to be a benefit and a blessing to other people. It's a game changer. When you begin to help others, it always helps you at the same time. It's really, really true. I can't tell you how countless people go off to camp with our kids and they come back and they say, I want to help a bunch of students out and they helped me. I hear that all the time. When people serve, they're the ones that get blessed by doing it. So get your eyes off yourself. And number four, trust in God's timing. Trust in God's timing. It says in Matthew 6, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Luke 11 says this Give us each day our daily bread. Jesus didn't say, Give us today uh, our weekly bread, our monthly bread. No, give us today our, our daily bread. Give us just what we need for today. Second Peter one says, by His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So everything you need for today, you already have it. I need to let you know something. When in the Old Testament, when God gave the Israelites manna to eat, He gave them just that day. In fact, if they tried to store it, it would spoil overnight. So they gave them just the amount of day. In fact, and then on Saturdays, He gave them two days worth, so he wouldn't have to work on Sundays. And and then it was spoiled after that. So he had enough for Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday, new manna again. So God gives you just what you need for today. And so you know what most of us do though? You know why we're anxious? Because it's like we're a two-ton pickup and we're borrow, We're full with two tons from today already, but then we borrow a ton from tomorrow and put it on our truck too. Not to mention we borrow a ton from yesterday and put it on our truck, and then we're weighed down. and wonder why we can't really get anything done. Instead, throw off yesterday, throw off tomorrow. You have enough for today. God will give you everything you need right now and nothing more. <laughs> Just trust the Lord. He's got you. But I want to encourage you with this that Please, please don't overload yourself. Just trust the Lord. God has already given you enough to deal with today. But this is another one thing I wanted to tell you. And that is this. If you don't have it yet, you're not supposed to have it yet. I know that frustrates you. You're like, when am I ever going to get married? When am I ever going to meet the man or woman of my dreams? When am I ever going to get the promotion? When am I ever going to get that job I want? When am I ever going to get into school I want? When am I ever going to get whenever I'm gonna, whoa, 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 whoa. whatever it is you want? We all have things we want, right? But if God wants you to have it today, he would have already given it to you. So just trust God's timing. You know, there's a little funny, known, un, little unknown fact about Jessica and I is that well, I, I grew up in Houston and uh, I, I was, went to a really large youth group. And uh, apparently at one point in her life, she moved, we checked out the years, we're like, wait, what were the dates of that? She moved to Houston for a small season of her life, just like six months, eight months, something like that. And then moved away again. She actually went to my youth group and I never met her. And she was like, that's so crazy. We were actually in the same youth group for, for like four or five months before her parents ended up at a different church. But we were in the same group and we never met. And I, I literally told her, I said, I thank God that we never met. Because I was so in love with someone else. Me. How many guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I was in love with me. So thank God. So the Lord knew, do not let Jessica (laughs) meet me yet because I would have ruined that. I'm telling you right now. And so God sometimes doesn't give you what you want yet because he's getting you ready. He's preparing you. So if you don't have it yet, you're not supposed to have it yet. Trust the Lord's timing. He has the right time for you to be blessed with whatever it is you're wanting. And so just trust God's timing. He really will take care of you. I just want to encourage you. I want to go back to this. It's real simple. This last thing I want to tell you is this. Choose to believe in the goodness of God. Amen. This is one of the reasons why I think we're stressed out. Because we begin to doubt whether God really has our backs. Whether God really will come through. Whether we can really trust God with our lives, with our families, with our marriage, with our careers, with our health. Can we really trust God? And the answer is Yes psalms 27 says yet i'm confident i will see the lord's goodness while i'm here in the land of the living notice it doesn't say well you're going to see god's goodness when you die i mean we know we're going to see that when we go to heaven but no no no, it doesn't it doesn't start then it starts before then god says no i I can be trusted here on this earth too it's not just heaven i have for you it's not like hey be miserable till you die then you get to heaven no 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 god says i want to bless you here in the here and now as well and so what we keep We keep getting upset at God because we're in the middle of the story still. But don't you know the greatest victories always come when there's a close game? It doesn't come when there's a blowout. People aren't charging onto the field with a great victory if the score is 35 to 10 at the end. It's when it's 35-34 in the last few seconds and they pulled it out. And so great victories happen when there's a great battle. So if you're in the middle of your battle, I want you to put a smile on your face and say, God, I want to thank you that my victory is coming. I already know how this ends. Jesus wins. I got this because I've got Jesus with me. You can trust the Lord. Psalm 16 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. When I walk out to preach, I always have my Bible in one hand and my hand turned like this because I'm holding Jesus' hand walking out here. I'm not alone up here. I thank God. I really believe this. I am not alone. Jesus is with me and he's with you too. In Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. You don't need to be worried. Don't be fearful. Don't be anxious anymore. Instead, know that God has got your back. It says fear not in the Bible 365 times. Actually, I checked it. 366 in case you use the leap year too. There's not a day that you're supposed to be fearful. Because your God can be trusted. He's got you. So right now, would you join me in breathing in God? and breathing out your fears. God, we breathe you in. We breathe out our worries. Join me. God, I breathe in your confidence. I breathe out my concerns. I breathe in your trust. I breathe out my worries. Father, I thank you that you're with us today. I thank you that we don't have to live lives filled with anxiety. We can instead live lives filled with your presence. Thank you, God, that we may have come into your house fearful, but we will leave confident knowing that you are our God and you have us in the palm of your hand. You can be trusted. You are our protector. You look out for us. You answer our prayers. You meet our needs. You help us win in the end. And we trust in you. Even if we're in a tough season, we trust in you. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if that's you today, just lift your hand high to God and say, God, I just trust you. I just trust you. I do. Just let God know you trust him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You can put your hands down. If you've never given your life to Christ, you can receive him. You see, the reason I know that God will come through for you is because he already did. He sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. Jesus not only died for our sins and he rose again from the grave, proving that he's God. Now he waits for you and me to individually receive him so that one day we can go to heaven to be with him. You can pray this prayer with me right now. We're gonna say this prayer across all of our churches right now. Those of you who are online, you can say this with us as well. Just say this prayer. Just say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sin and I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord and be my savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you just prayed that prayer, no one was looking around, would you just lift your hand high? If you just prayed that prayer, just hold your hand high. Thank you. All the way out in Rockport, Fulton, thank you. Hold those hands high. Thank you. All the way at Padre Island, praise God. Hold your hand high. If you just gave your life to Christ. Praise God. Those of you online with us, just hold your hand high. You can put it in the text chat. Just text My Hands raised or click Hand Raise right now. Hold your hand high. Come on, Rodfield. If you just gave your life to Christ, thank you. Thank you, Stone Oak, hold your hand high. Praise God just gave your life to Christ you're not alone you're not alone praise god many of you just gave your life to Jesus you can trust him he's got you he's got you this world will break you but Jesus will mend you he will heal you when you give your life to him praise god lord thank you for your word today thank you that we are not supposed to live anxious nervous lives that are fearful but instead our trust in you and walk with your confidence, knowing that even when things are bad, you are still good and you will help us win in the end. Thank you, Jesus, for your word today. Thank you for those who just received you as well. In your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.